The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. This is Pure Opelka. With Mike Opelka. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back. It is the third hour, and if it's a Monday and it's the third hour, that can only mean one thing. Well, it can mean several things. It could mean that we started a new week and we made it through the first two hours of the show. But I mean, things of substance. It means that we get our friend Dr. Wendy Patrick to join us, as she does every Monday, as we chop through some of the the stories that we've got here, uh, the stories that are breaking today, the stories that have been festering. You know Dr. Wendy, Wendy Patrick, Ph.D., and you need to go to wendypatrickphd.com. Find out about her book, Red Flags. Helps you spot those jack wagons in your life. That's not in the title, nor is it anywhere on the book cover. Although if ever asked for a, a uh, quote, a review quote, I would say, Dr. Wendy will help you spot the jack wagons in your life. And wouldn't that be a great jacket quote, Wendy? Or are you? Uh, just... I don't think it. Would. I think it would be cut out of the jacket, but uh, it's a good endorsement <laughs> from you, my friend. So thank you so much. <laughs> oh, what a, thank you for letting me down easily. <laughs> uh, what a day! What a cra- crazy Monday! I thought we were going to have a lot to talk about with uh, with the story about the Washington Post saying Obama knew and did nothing about Russia. And then we start getting all of this action out of the Supreme Court, including the, the big one, uh, the travel ban. And they finally, the White House just finally answered my question because I was wondering, can you imagine you're on a flight coming here from one of those six countries and the Supreme Court drops this ruling? Do you get turned around? Well, apparently they said no, 72 hours after the ruling. Uh, right, and start- that's that's to avoid that's to avoid the consequences that occurred. Remember when version 1.0 was rolled out, and you had people detained at airports and not being able to board planes. It was absolute chaos, and so uh, this is an effort to make sure that doesn't happen again. But Mike, this is a bombshell. Nobody thought it was going to go this way. Most people thought, well, they're going to keep the injunction in place. And then the big question was, are they going to actually take the case for cert? Everybody knew they were. It's so important. But this is unexpected. And you know, let me just uh, explain for your listeners what happened, because the whole ruling is phrased in double, triple negatives, so nobody's quite sure what happened. The Supreme Court lifted key components of an injunction, which means the travel ban can go back into effect. Now, remember, that it's not an indefinite ban. It was only 90 days, and the refugees a little longer than that. But the reason the Supreme Court did what it did is they wanted to make clear uh, the issues are, are a couple. They, obviously, the religion clause of the First Amendment, the due process clause. Um, but they really are looking at the boundary of executive authority. And that's important because that doesn't just relate to this travel ban. Given the rate with which this president is looking at signing executive orders, the boundaries of his executive authority might well become relevant in other contexts as well. And so the court thinks it's important to rule on that. Well, I, I'm glad you explained that because I was trying to figure it out, too. And you know me, I, my, my <laughs> law degree comes from the, uh, the University of Judge Judy every day at 
four o'clock here, and sometimes you always ask the very intelligent questions that are on the minds of your listeners, because lots of people have been thinking, well, wait a minute, won't the whole issue become moot by October, which is, of course, the time that the court's going to hear argument. But while maybe in this case, they will, the larger constitutional issues are going to remain and are likely going to get uh, the president to the spotlight again as he continues to flex his muscles and, and issue these orders, this one, in the name of national security, which is a huge issue for the president, and it's not going to go away. Well, I wonder, and, and maybe you have some insight to this, uh, I haven't seen any notices of protests about this, and I'm sure there will be, because there were protests at the airport uh, in, in Philadelphia and New York and Los Angeles, and I'm sure in many other cities. I'm, I'm waiting to see what's going to happen, uh, but if you've heard anything, and, and if you're here from one of those six nations, uh, is there anything in that travel ban that was going to ask you to go back? Well, the inter- it's a great question, Mike, because the travel ban did expand a bit on version 2.0. Remember, that's the revised travel ban that the president put forth. But they also added a couple things. And to your point, while there's nothing, and of course, uh, I haven't read the whole ruling, but we haven't heard anything explicitly about what do you do if you're already here. It appears more to be how can you pre- how can you be prevented from coming, and the ways that you can be allowed to come, and that's another thing, right? The the um, security administration is going to have to be vetting people that want to come. You have to have a close personal relationship with a family member. You can also have a relationship with an institution that's formally hired you. Remember, part of the issue in Hawaii was that there was somebody um, that had been hired to teach. So they're going to be looking at nexus to really kind of zero it down and summarize it. Do you have a nexus either by virtue of a familial relationship or a professional relationship? It doesn't speak to what happens if you're already here. It seems completely geared towards what if you are seeking to travel here from one of the affected countries. Okay. All right. I can understand that one. I get that one. Now, in, I talked briefly uh, with, uh, just a few minutes ago with um, one of the policy analysts from the Catholic Association about uh, the decision of Trinity Lutheran. And we were, we were just wondering, speculating on the rumors of Judge Kennedy stepping down and retiring and giving the president an opportunity to nominate another Supreme Court justice. Have you heard anything further on this? I'll tell you, I, yeah, can you imagine being in a position to where everybody is hoping, well, not everybody, but a substantial portion of the Republican Party is hoping you're going to retire? <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> and, but it's true. It's true that that's the position Kennedy finds himself in. He is the one justice being a swing vote that you get people up there and every advocate is arguing directly to Justice Kennedy because they know he could go one way or he could go the other. So if he were to retire, you bet would be looking at some very contentious confirmation hearings, although probably ultimately being successful to staff the court with yet another conservative, not an off the charts conservative, because even certain Republicans wouldn't support that. But it would be it would be a steady stream of, uh, you know, people hoping uh, that he could nominate somebody of the ilk of Gorsuch. But whether or not he's going to retire, you know, your guess is as good as mine. And I think this weekend, for the first time, was really the, the a lot of people realized how close we might be to that eventual announcement that he's going to uh, hang up his robe, so to speak. 
Well, we had heard kind of last year that he was playing the same game with telling his clerks or, or the people who wanted to be his clerk for the coming year that he wasn't coming back. And uh, then he ultimately hired a new set of clerks and we went on for a year, but he's apparently playing the same game again. And maybe he just likes the attention, you know, maybe he just likes being in the spotlight. But yeah, who well, knows? I, he, I think he's I think he's in the spotlight enough as it is for his rulings and <laughs> on some of the landmark cases in which he participates. But, you know, it could be, and I know this is like a novel thought, maybe he's like the rest of us. He actually has a lot to consider in deciding when he's going to retire. I mean, the political aspirations of those lining up behind him are just one of many factors. I mean, he probably what talks with his family about it. He probably looks at his health. He, you know, there's so many other things that go into the decision. Can you imagine making, Mike, your retirement decision in full view of the court of public opinion, given all the people weighing it? you know, one side or another. I mean, he probably is just like the rest of us and has a lot to consider in deciding is the time right. Well, I'm, I'm betting that he's not going to retire as much as I would like to see President Trump have another chance to nominate someone. I, I think uh, notorious uh, RBG is going to be the next one. I think Ruth Bader Ginsburg <laughs> is, is next to go. Although she is never talking about it. That is so interesting. She never talks about it. And, you know, she's a couple of years older, but hey, you know, she's still doing her thing. And it'll be very interesting to see if you're right, Mike, because we have often speculated that she's going to be first. We'll see. Okay. Now I'm going to totally throw you for a loop. I'm going to ask you a, a crazy question we didn't talk about because Wendy and I actually exchange emails. For those of you that think this is totally off the cuff, no, this blathering is planned. My fumbling <laughs> around here is actually planned each week. But today I want to surprise Wendy. You surprise Saturday. me every week, Mike. There are always oh, good. surprise questions. <laughs> good, 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 good. Saturday I asked one of my vital questions on Twitter about the right of a person, if they're traveling in coach and they discover the seats next to them are empty, are, should they be allowed to purchase those three seats in a row and create their own little private row? And uh, most of my audience, which I expected a libertarian-leaning audience, said, yeah, we agree with that. However, today there's a breaking story about a Colorado man who was flying with uh, two friends from Colorado to Las Vegas for a weekend getaway. And he's, he knows he's big. He bought an extra seat on the plane because... Well, he's considerate. And so he bought two seats next to each other, booked his flight on, uh, I'm going to name Spirit Airlines because they're in the story. And he got on the plane from Colorado to Vegas, no problem, came time to come home, and he went to board the plane, and Spirit said, oh, we gave away the extra seat. And he said, no, no, you didn't. And he was already on the plane, apparently, sitting in his seat with the extra seat next to him. And, and he is kind of a large guy. So uh, he would be one of those people whose mass and girth would spill out over into the seat next to him. But he tried to do the right thing. They right. told him, too bad, you can't have that. And they essentially told him, you're going to have to get off the plane if you don't want to give up your seat. 
he ended up being forced to get off the plane because he didn't want to be comfortable stuffed. He didn't want to be uncomfortable. And uh, they ended up refunding him both tickets and putting him on another flight. But uh, the embarrassment, he claims, is going to be worth something. Uh, are we, is he on, the, on murky turf or is he in a good shape here, do you think? Well, I'll say, you know, he was allowed to actually occupy two seats with no problem on the group's flight out to Las Vegas and then was humiliated in the fashion that you mentioned on the way back. Uh, this is, you know, there are many tort claims that arise out of scenarios where somebody is subjected to emotional distress, whether it's intentional or whether it's negligent. You know, this is one of those cases that our hearts go out to the, the guy. You know, he tried, like you said, he tried every way he could to do the right thing. And this is not unusual. This does occur. Uh, what is unusual is for Spirit Airlines or any airline to simply give away somebody's ticket. So, uh, you know, we don't have all of the information about how that happened with an accident, etc. Um, so, you know, the fact that he probably uh, really suffered a little bit more from this than you and I could possibly imagine, and some of the reports actually go into some of that, uh, what he was thinking and feeling at the time, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw a settlement before we see a lawsuit in a case like this. Well, yeah, I think that would be wise for the airport to do that, and it probably cost them a lot less in the well, in the end. Well, they told him already. They're looking into the the circumstances. Obviously, they refunded both tickets, and they will work on, in Spirit's words, quote, making this right. So, mm, from that's, past experience, we know what that looks like, and we hope that they will do the right thing. Well, that's that's a interesting translation, folks. That's legalese for he's probably going to get an offer. <laughs> And it's probably <laughs> going to save him from having to pay an attorney. Uh, but you brought up something really important, Wendy, that I hadn't even thought about. If they set the precedent by allowing him to fly the first leg of the flight, they're probably going to have to do something to compensate him. That I hadn't even thought about the fact that they themselves are the ones who uh, let it happen the first time. So, uh, yeah. Good, good, good to well, one, pay of, attention. one of the other things they'll probably um, bring up is, you know, there are lots of lots of and it doesn't I'm assuming he flew spirit out there. Uh, but one of the things that it brings up is, you know, you and I both know because we both travel all over the country all the time that there are certain travel days that are so much more difficult than others. You talk about Fridays, Mondays, Tuesdays, et cetera. It wouldn't surprise me if airlines had different policies regarding overbooking type scenarios and releasing seats based on the time that you're traveling as well. So just one more thing to toss into the mix. All right. Well, we'll keep an eye on this one. But thank you, my yeah. friend. I appreciate you weighing in on the Supreme Court and joining in on this week's surprise question of the week. I will try and do another one. Uh, well, next week I'm it's going to sure be. I'm not sure we should set precedent by surprise by surprise questions every week. <laughs> I'm just but grinning. I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> I'm just grinning. Dr. Wendy Patrick, Ph.D., wendypatrickphd.com. Find her online, follow what she's up to, and then join her again when she's here after the holiday on Monday. What is that, the 10th? Yeah, we'll be here July 10th. Thanks, Dr. Wendy. Sounds, sounds good. Always a pleasure. And we'll be right back. You're listening to Pure Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. This is Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka. 
on the Blaze Radio Network. I need to say hello and welcome and thank you to a new sponsor of this show. It's a, a, a brand new innovative group that is doing something really smart. And uh, I always test out stuff that comes to this network. I put them through the Opelka Ringer. And so I, I want you guys to understand I'm going through this entire process to make sure it's right and it's working. And I want to say hello and welcome to healthiq.com. And if you want to know more about it, you need to go to our page, healthiq.com slash blaze. Healthiq.com slash blaze. What is it? Well, it's, it's a way to get insurance that makes sure it rewards people that are smart about their health, are educated and making good choices about health-conscious lifestyles. And it came from a group of people who said, look, why is it just your age and your gender and whether or not you're married? It's got to be more about your health IQ, kind of like understanding your health footprint. And so I actually contacted, when, when we heard they were going to be sponsors of the show, I actually contacted healthiq.com slash blaze. And I, and I filled out, I took the quiz, I filled out the form, I spent 10 minutes on the phone with one of their advisors, and they worked out an insurance plan for me that not only was cheaper than anything I'd seen, but it offered me more coverage than I was offered. Look, I, I don't go running anymore, but I walk a lot, I play golf, I try to eat well, I haven't had tobacco products in, in years, probably 20 years, and I try to be healthy. And they said, well, based on what you do and where you are in your life, we can offer you this. So if you're looking for, you can get a free quote. You can learn more. Go to healthiq.com slash blaze, healthiq.com slash blaze. You can see what they're all about, how this company thought, we need to tap into healthy people, health-conscious people, and get them better deals on insurance. So you can take the test and see. And, and they, I'll tell you, the people were very thorough, friendly, and what they came up with, it was so smart for me that I'm going to pursue it. And I'll tell you guys exactly how it works. I'm actually having, and, and you know, I guess the... The final step, they come over and they check you out health-wise. They take blood. They check your heart rate, etc. So I'm going to go through it. But if you're looking for insurance that makes sense, healthiq.com slash blaze. Take a look. Tell me what you think. I'll, I'll give you updates as we go on. Just around the corner, I want to introduce you to a guy I met on the phone last week. I feel like I met an old friend. He's the guy who took money out of his own pocket and put up a giant billboard outside of San Antonio that said, hey, ABC News, Russia didn't elect Donald Trump. I did. We'll talk to him and we'll hear about why he did it and if there's been any blowback. That's next on Puro Pelka. Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to Pure Opelka. Chris, 
I'm worried about Chris Salcedo. Chris Salcedo sounded a little bit angry there, didn't he? He sounded just a just a touch wound up today. And, you know, it's Monday. He's got to get through the whole week. <sighs> Chris, calm down, sir. Calm down. Take a calm and peaceful approach to things. Take a page out of my book. Breathe, relax, and, and then eventually scream and holler about things. Uh, boy. Over the weekend, we, we had a little uh, a, a scuttled attempt to have this next guest on the program. Uh, he is a gentleman. I, I saw who he was when I saw the billboard he posted just a few days ago. I guess it went up Wednesday morning uh, on a, uh, a very large billboard outside of San Antonio. And as a guy who's lived in San Antonio and drove that, driven that road many times, I was like, wait, wait a minute, I know where that is. That's on the way to uh, Bernie, and, and I know that area. And I probably have driven by the business. So I tracked down Kyle Courtney, and we actually had a talk off the air. And then we were scheduled to have a talk on the air, but we had a technical meltdown on Saturday morning. So between his, his Fox and Friends appearance and his appearance with Neil Cavuto, we were supposed to get a few moments with Mr. Courtney. But uh, it got delayed till today. So, Kyle Courtney, welcome to Pure Opelka officially, sir. A few days later, but nonetheless, more, even maybe even more appreciative of your time. How are you? I'm doing very well, Mike. Thank you very much for having me. Well, it's good to hear your voice. Now, now, this billboard is it still up? It is still up. It's going to be up for two months. Um, it came up last Tuesday, and it's going to be up for two months. So. I'll have most of the summer. Wow. That's uh, that's interesting. Kyle put up this billboard, and it reads in big red letters, very big red letters, ABC News. And then in, in blue or uh, sort of a, yeah, blue, purple. I grew up with you. We are through. The Russians didn't elect Donald Trump. I did. And I, I'm sure this is born of a little frustration, but... The, the question I wanted to ask you publicly, Kyle, was ABC, you singled out ABC News. You didn't put MSNBC or CNN up there. Um, who are those guys? <laughs> so I take it you're not, you're not a big cable news watcher? Um, I know who they are. Um, uh, I singled out ABC News uh, because... They were just like just like I said on the billboard. They're the people I grew up watching, and I trusted them. And um, you know, part of the family. And when you see someone that you, you've grown up with and who's been there with you when you eat dinner every afternoon, every evening, and you see them go in a direction that you don't think is a very smart direction, you kind of want to let them know. And that's that was what the uh, attempts to. I was trying to get across when I put up the billboard. Um, family member has gone astray. <laughs> well, you let him know in a very large way. Uh, <laughs> I know billboards aren't cheap. Uh, did, was this a decision that uh, you made independently, or was this something you had to debate about making? Um, I, I, I think it'd be rude to ask you how much it costs, but I know they're not cheap in a couple of months of a billboard. 
it, that might buy the Tesla I was looking to get, or at least a nice down payment on the Tesla I was looking to get. It won't buy a Tesla, and it, it is not cheap. Um, but I, 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 for a long time, I, I thought about how I was going to let my feelings be heard. And, um, you know, you drive by those billboards every day, and it just seemed like an old-school way to just get my message out there. And the, the support has been amazing. So many people. I, I went to the, the little place this morning. They were working on my car. And um, the car's been there for a couple of days. I guess long enough for people to, to drive by the billboard and, and hear on Fox and Friends what's going on. And, and I, was, I was walking up towards the, the mechanic shop, and I heard someone from the back yell, Hey, come here. Hey, come here. And when I got, I got closer, I, I looked in, and there's five or six mechanics usually in there. This is a top-level top shop. I mean, seriously, they do good work. And, um, and I looked around, and, and they were kind of gathered in a huddle. And I walked over there to the talk to the guy I wanted to visit with, and they turned. And I tell you, man, it almost brought a tear to my eyes. They gave me a, a round of applause. And, uh, oh, that's nice. It really was. It just, it, you know, the, the, the support has been overwhelming. It's been 99% positive. I had a couple of, had a couple of Facebook posts that were not that pleasant. I don't, I don't spend a lot of time on Facebook. My, my daughter had to show me how to look at them, but, um, but the emails and the phone calls and the people that have just People I don't even know who stopped me on the street to shake my hand. A guy almost broke my hand yesterday shaking it. It's just, <laughs> it's really been a beautiful thing. Um, well, I, I knew that I was going to shake some things up, but I didn't know that people were going to come to me with tears in their eyes. That, well, it's, that, that was new. That was something that's that a, really made me feel like American. That's a wonderful reaction, and the voice you're hearing is Kyle Courtney. I know he's been on Cavuto's show. I know he's been on Fox and Friends on Saturday morning, and he's joined us here on The Blaze. Are you, are you showing up anywhere else, Kyle, and have you heard from ABC News? No, I have not. Um, I've responded to two or three. Um, oh, the Huffington Post, uh, and they... Uh, they did pretty much what you would expect, but I will, I got to give those guys just a little bit of kudos. Um, they resisted putting in the last two or three paragraphs. As a matter of fact, they posted it without those paragraphs. And we called them and said, look, this is exactly what we're talking about. If you're going to tell the story, tell it in a factual way and tell the whole thing. And um, if you go to that, that, that post, you'll see they actually added the last three or four paragraphs. I'm not a fan of the Huffington Post, but uh, on, the, on the liberal side, those are the only people I've talked to. I've, I've given several interviews. I've, done, I've talked to so many different people. Uh, Mike, i got to tell you, I don't even remember who all it was. It's been, it's been a blur since I put that billboard up. <laughs> well... It's it's interesting what happens when you stand your ground and you do it with uh, a principled stance and you do it without being rude. 
You did it with with clear clarity, I think, and honesty and brevity. And I think those often get a point across quicker. And I really think you there was a second lesson here, Kyle, not just the billboard and you expressing your opinion, but what you did with Huffington Post and calling them out and say, hey, guys, if you want to be fair, tell my whole story. You held their feet to the fire and they actually responded. And I think that's the lesson all of us need to say is don't just take it laying down. Be polite. Be honest. Call them on on it when it's Bravo Sierra. And nine out of ten times, I think those people will answer and respond to a reasonable argument. So good for you, sir. I'm, I'm appreciative of you telling that side of the story because I didn't know that one. Uh, that's great to hear. Would you do it again, Kyle? Um, I, the first day I got 15, 20 emails on people who wanted to pitch in money. The second day I probably had a hundred people emails, um, stating that they would specifically add money to the cause. It's, it's not really something that I want to do again. Um, I don't want to buy billboards all over the country with different messages. I think that, the I think, Less is more in this case. I think that one little billboard is uh, said what I want to say. I'm I'm not a I'm not a, a a guy that looks for the limelight, and it's not. I just wanted to I just wanted to let ABC News know how I felt, and um, it, we'll, we'll see what happens next. But uh, I I want to thank those who offered money very much, and I want to thank all those people who thought that this was something that we could spread around. Um, maybe someone who wants to do that on their own, that's obviously their choice. But this is uh, not my, my primary business. Well, you're a, you're a fine example, and I appreciate you ma- being persistent and giving us a second chance to get you on the air. And you're, you're one of the types of people I miss most about Texas, people that are just there to be honest about it, and you're not out there to raise a lot of sand and and make a lot of noise for your own behalf you're just trying to point out what's right and what's wrong and i think you see the splash that's made once that honesty is is brought forth but thank you kyle it it really is a great message and a great job sir mike uh, you're very welcome and uh, um, i appreciate those kind words you have a great day and please stay in touch now that we're facebook friends you know i'll be bugging you all the time (laughs) i'll look forward to that Um, Have a great Thanks for the response. You got it. Have a great Monday. We'll be right back on Pure Opelka. Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Opelka with Mike Opelka. Welcome back to Pure Opelka. Been kind of a crazy day. We've been all over the place trying to monitor whatever was breaking out of the Supreme Court. And of course, if there's more, we'll get to it tomorrow. A bunch of things to get to tomorrow. I have a strange news story tomorrow that I'm going to have to give to you. Uh, I also want to address the fact that Pride Month got hijacked. Pride parades got hijacked and turned into political hate fests. That's so sad. 
you know, the, the, the tolerance of one another and the, I, I don't care about gay lifestyles. Just don't inflict it on me and I'm not going to inflict mine on you. And it, it's just that now we've turned Pride Day into angry political parade day. And it's just, I think, going to help tear us further apart. So it's kind of sad that happened yesterday. Uh, just really sad. The other weird story, this, this came out of Pakistan. 150 people died because of an oil tanker that exploded. This was so crazy. This truck, which had like 5,500 gallons of fuel, it had a, a little bit of an accident. It was leaking fuel. And the nation, the area is so starved for gasoline that people swarmed to pull up to the area where the gas was leaking out of the truck. And I guess nobody was paying attention to the fact that the truck had an accident and it exploded. And all those people that were there trying to get a free tank of gas ended up victims of the explosion. Wow, what a terrible story, and it's just so bizarre. There, there's other weird stories going out there, too. They're coming in from everywhere. A, a, a New Mexico TV crew was shooting footage for a story about the, the latest increase in crime in the area. Uh, they were out filming in downtown Albuquerque, you know, doing one of those things where the reporter stands up and gives the report. We're here in downtown Albuquerque where crime has been on the rise. While they were doing the report, somebody stole the station van. Stole, <laughs> stole the station truck. Uh, guess what? Guess which crew made the evening news all over town? <laughs> Not, not just covering their own stories, but covering, <laughs> covering the entire crime spree. They were victims of the crime spree. And uh, finally, a good news story about the, that WannaCry computer infection. Remember the one that hit last month and it was shutting down computers everywhere. A lot of them in, in uh, England. Apparently, Australia got hit by the WannaCry computer virus too it would freeze a computer and say that uh, you can't get access to your computer until you pay the ransom well the hackers hit the the computers in melbourne australia the ones that control the traffic cameras and take pictures of people's license plates as they blow through red lights and issues all those tickets yeah all of those computers got hit by the wanna cry virus <laughs> And they couldn't get their, their hard drives back. So apparently close to 600 speeding and red light fines will be forgiven. So lucky you if you happen to be going through the red light camera and the wanna cry virus hit it. Serious stuff. Thanks to Dr. Wendy. Thanks for the folks at the Catholic Association for trying to give us a little, uh, a little street cred on the Supreme Court decisions today. And thanks to Kyle Courtney, uh, just an average guy who stepped up and expressed his opinion with that sign telling ABC News, we're not going to take it. And also, 
for telling Huffington Post to tell the whole story. Interesting, when he did stare down Huffington Post, they did tell the whole story. That's the real lesson here. Don't be afraid to stare down the bully. They usually back down. Till tomorrow, testudo, my friends. Testudo. Pure Opelka. With Michael Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network.